All right, so let's move ahead a little bit to the 2010s. Yeah, so, you know, I'll just start off the bat with Saga. This is a series from Image from Brian K. Bond and Fiona Staples. If you've not read Saga before, you really, you really should change that. It's a wonderfully illustrated and beautifully told story about a family in outer space. It's sci-fi, it's drama, it's comedy, it's horror, it's action, it's, it's all of it. It's really... I remember being at the comic shop when this came out, working at the comic shop when this came out, and just mm-hmm. knowing there was something special about it by the vibe that I got from reading it, and then the customers that were coming in that I've never seen before, who are actually now readers and not just speculators. So Saga is a comic that you can use to hook anyone that's not read comics before because of how engrossing it is. Yeah. Before you get back to the comics, we're going to throw in there because you and I know because we're comics nerds, aficionados. Uh, what's to the civilians who may be watching or listening to this? What is a comic speculator? Comic speculator is somebody that has an idea or uh, there is a rumor about a comic that may be worth money at some point in the future or maybe worth money now. And they will show up looking to get that comic for flipping it, you know, buying it and reselling it rather than reading it or collecting it or enjoying it for what it actually is. That's a much nicer way than I would have put it. That's why I had you answer that question. I am nothing if not (laughs) diplomatic. I I have to be diplomatic. I worked in comics PR. I am a comic creator myself. I kind of have to toe the line and kind of give it to you straight. And points for giving it in a way that's a civilian friendly description. So what else from the decade that was? the 2010s did you like my hero academia which i know is a huge uh anime series but you should definitely be checking this out i believe you have these at the library uh we do an amazing uh you know it's it's manga it's a manga take on american superheroes basically uh just a truly well plotted engrossing captivating story about a, a kid who is a superhero fanboy has no powers, but he wants to be a hero and, and his journey to kind of, uh, you know, to get to get to the top. And I can't believe how many amazing characters are fit into this series. It's, it just seems like everyone has a favorite and nobody has the same favorite. There's a lot. I think that's, uh, I, I, that's definitely contributed to his success. Also, in, in my little world, because I have a four-year-old at home, the fact that there's so much crossover, my little... Uh, sorry, My Hero Academia and Hello Kitty merchandise. I have a work-friendly Hello Kitty My Hero Academia button down that I can wear on regular occasions. Yeah, they definitely so. have the merchandising down. <laughs> I think it's impossible to not see somebody at an anime or at any convention dressed like Deku or the other characters. Uh, you know, you can get the stuff at Hot Topic or Spencer's or wherever. It's, uh, or but Target. It's, or Target. <laughs> yeah, so the it's just... Yeah, if you go to Target, you're going to find a shelf full of these, which is, is pretty cool. The fact that, that uh, this series is stocked so well everywhere, libraries too. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's worth, everybody should check it out. Yeah. All right. And so uh, next on your list was one of my favorites of that decade, Super Sons. Super Sons. Yes. I have the omnibus here in the back uh, by Peter J. Tomasi, who I had the chance to work with this past year at Zestor, oh, wow. in my day job. Yeah. So it was nice to be able to, to kind of the first thing I did when I when I met him on on one of these calls was be like, hey, I love this book. It was awesome. So Super Sons is the story of Damian Wayne, the son of Batman, and John Kent, 
the son of Superman and their adventures as, you know, young kids with powers mm -hmm. and responsibility and just flying through the world and, and doing a, you know, making a mess of things, their parents getting involved and all that kind of stuff. So I absolutely love this. Uh, I think Patrick Gleason was on the artwork for a while and there's yep. other amazing artists, but start to finish, it's just an amazing run. I love how Jonathan and Damien are so opposite. Damien's very brooding. He's very manipulative, like, but it shows how many, you know, friendships are. And then on the other side, you have Jonathan, who's very easygoing. Everything's going to be fine. He's delusionally optimistic, but somehow they have a friendship that works. And I also like the way it's written that Tomasi, like they read like they're little kids, which in a lot of children's comics or comics that feature children as the primary characters. That's not always the case. They always feel like they're a, you know, a 30 year old person. Like, and that's refreshing. Like, you don't see that a lot. Like, I think in that same vein, that's why I like Power Pack from the 80s so much. Yeah. Because Louise Simonson got it. Like, she wrote those kids like they were kids doing kid things that occasionally involve saving the world from aliens. But like, when you write a child in a superhero fantasy, like they're a 40 year old grizzled veteran, like, what are you doing here? Yeah, you need the innocence and the dialogue to be on point. You need there's a lot that goes into it. You can't just like you said, write it like you're writing a 40 year old character. Mm -hmm. They have to be able to make mistakes. They have to be able to screw up. They have to be able to learn. That's what being a kid is about. That's what being a human is about. And I think you said that with innocence because there's so many of those moments in that run that were Damien. Like he's trained to be a killer. He's an assassin. He can do anything. But then like there's moments where he lapses into forgetting all that. And again, he's just a nine-year-old boy who's struggling to do things that he shouldn't be put in that comp. Like so good. In some ways, I'm kind of mad that they aged up Jonathan in the last couple of years because it, uh, <laughs> yeah, it kind of puts an end to it. But, uh, well, you know, they've done some returns, right? They like put stories in the past in between like, yeah, oh, I know, I know. Yeah. I, I just like knowing it could there, there to be revisited at any given time. But so there is a cool moment in the new adventures of John Kent series, which is ongoing, right? It's a six issue mini series where they go to the world of injustice. Mm -hmm. And John meets Damien in that world. So that was kind of cool where it's kind of like, oh, oh wow. there's like, you know, those are the super sons kind of, but one's from one world and one's from the other. But yeah, I agree with you. I think it would have been nice to get some more of the super sons before the aging up. <laughs> so was there anything else from this decade? That you yeah, like? I think <laughs> I have to talk about Miss Marvel. I think Miss Marvel for the impact alone. Again, I worked at a comic shop when this comic was coming out. And so many people that I'd never seen before, so many people that had never read comics before were coming in for this comic. Uh, I, I live in New Jersey, characters from New Jersey, mm -hmm. Pakistani-American. Like it's, it's just an amazing bit of really nailing representation and storytelling and costume and everything and, and having it be so natural. And, and now it seems like she's been in the Marvel Universe forever. And it's only right. been about a decade. And... It's just, a, I think, one of the most important moments in the last 20 years of, of comic books. Yeah. And, and I think like the, from how they've used Kamala in these uh, stories, it feels like she's been organically added into things as opposed to just, okay, we have a hot character, so we're going to put them in every book for the next two years and hope for the best. Yeah. Marvel loves to, you know, all publishers love to introduce mm -hmm. a character and then try to, you know, oh, Venom's hot, put Venom in everything. But, you know, why does Venom need to show up and team up with this person who has no natural reason to do so? But in Ms. Marvel's case, you know, she's a fan of all the heroes. She She's mm -hmm. learning. She's going to 
wind up making mistakes and stumbling into a case where Moon Knight is taking, you know, vampires down off the street or whatever. Now they have to team up. It seems like the kind of thing that naturally fits with her character and with the stories they're trying to tell. So Miss Marvel is something people of all ages should be checking out. That's pretty good. So, uh, yeah. So if anybody, I know there's a couple of you, actually a bunch of you in the chat box. If you want to add anything, let us know. Is there anything that you, it's like the last couple of years that you've been reading that you really liked? Last couple of years. Uh, that's a, <laughs> thanks for putting me on the spot. I know that's what I do best. <laughs> I like Kaiju number eight, which is a, it's a manga series. It's, it's a character that is basically merged into a Kaiju body. And mm -hmm. so it's a little bit of attack on Titan type stories, a little bit of Dragon Ball Z type stories. So, you know, it's a, uh, shonen manga and it's, it's just, it's a lot of fun, right? Like, yeah, I like the idea of like, you're, you're kind of trapped in a body that you can't control and you're worth something to everyone. And sometimes it's dangerous and sometimes it's a good thing. So that's about five or six volumes. Spy X Family, which is about 10 volumes deep, which is a really, really fun. Uh, the, the father in this family is a spy. The mother is an assassin and their adopted kid is a telepath. And so it's just like all these crazy, wacky scenarios as they try to live a life where none of them know each other's secrets while the girl knows everyone's secrets. So that's a really good one. And yeah, you know, Invincible wrapped up obviously like a while ago, but I think that's worth checking out. It wasn't on my <laughs> list of the 2000s or 2010s. And I could go on and on, but I'm going to stop. Oh, there. I, I am. I'm going to show you something new that I've been reading that again, like I think I was like the weirdest kid because I was never really too into Ninja Turtles. So when I found out that about this bad boy, The Last Ronin, this was something that was at first was on my oh well that's nice i'm never gonna look at this but then i kind of got sucked into uh that the toys that made us documentary series on netflix about the ninja turtle episode and i don't know i guess i saw it at the right time and found out about this soon after each other and they were talking about how eastman and laird the ninja turtle creators they started being friendly and wanted to work together on something again and yada yada this book came about and again with that like early mid 80s influence that i have in the comics that i like a lot of it echoes uh, the Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller stuff, who was a peer that there is, but it's Donatello is the last Ninja Turtle. And again, a year ago, before I knew about this, if you said, oh, you're going to be religiously buying these and waiting for them, I would have said, is there something wrong with you? Have you known me? Did I get replaced by an alien robot or something? But no, no, this is, I, I can't even call it a guilty pleasure. I, I just love it and I will stand by it. Yeah, I picked it up uh, during the last sale, like Barnes & Noble does during their like holidays and uh, mm -hmm. really loved it. And now I'm picking up the new, the new series like the new issues right so i yeah i thought i i'm not a huge turtles guy like i i liked the show growing up and the movies but i was yeah. never like you know super into it but this was this was just straight up good which is why i was able to to kind of get into it yeah i and again not trying to uh speak negatively of the creators but this is better than it ha should have had any right to be <laughs> like like yes i uh i they, they've turned me into a fanboy of it <laughs> so I think that's pretty much about it because I know we've talked. I know you got to get back to work. We got a lot of things to do. So, Ron, where can people follow up with you on the Internet and show up and, yeah. out, and anything you'd like to share with us? I see something really cool here and I recommend it. But I'll let you talk. about it. Thank you. Yeah, I'll do my, you know, my shout outs to myself. If you want to follow what I'm doing, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Ronzilla, R-A-W-N-Z-I-L-L-A. -L -L -A. You can also check me out at Ronzilla.com or 
keep up with the bite size Archie comics that I write. You can follow Archie comics uh, every week. They post them on Fridays. They're also on the tiny view comics app. You can check out my day job, zestful.com, read free comics, support creators, get custom digital art. And if you want to buy some of my comics from my collection or get a signed copy of bite size Archie, which you can also see at the library, you can come down <laughs> to the Highland Park Street Fair, which is this Sunday, May 7th, 11.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. in Highland Park, New Jersey. We're going to have a booth set up with a bunch of comics. You'll be able to buy them, and please help me clear out my overwhelmingly uh, stocked office. I need to get rid of some of this stuff. That's very important. Will you sign books that you didn't write? I will sign... No. No, I don't sign books that I don't write. Uh, if if there's an Archie book where my name is in the credits. As oh, I was going to say that like somebody shows up with, I don't know, like uh, like Detective Comics number 1000, like, you know, scribble it out of. No, I wouldn't want to do that to anybody. I wouldn't want them to think that there's some kind of value added to it by, by having my scribble on it. But, you know, if there's an Archie book where my name is in the credits, I'll sign it. Like, Sound, I, I work sounds... to promote that book probably or gave one hey, note. I think it's, hey, fine it's you're in the Archie corporate family, so it makes complete sense. Yeah, at, at, at certain points, I was. I gotcha, gotcha. But yes, go check him out. Follow Ron at all his social. I know we talked about it. Uh, if you're looking for more stuff from East Brunswick Public Library, or links to all our social accounts, our YouTube page, our podcast, events, we do everything. Go to www.ebpl.org. Ron, thank you again for being our guest today. Thanks again to the Friends of the Library for helping us put this program together. A uh, special shout out to Melissa Hosick, who is our producer, who has been putting this together to make it look so cool and did all our tech work on this. Thanks a lot and see you at the library. Thanks. Rock out.